What's up, CA students in 678? So good to be with you. My name is Jake. I'm one of the youth pastors, and I'm so glad that you've joined us for CA students online. Whether you've been watching a bunch of these or if this is your first time, I just want to say God loves you more than you could ever imagine, and I'm just so thrilled that you would choose to spend some time with us. Well, we're in this series called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Wow, that sounds intense already. And it, it, it comes from this book by this guy named John Mark Comer. And his mentor had a conversation with this amazing follow Jesus man of God named Dallas Willard. And the mentor said, the mentor asked, Dallas, what do I really need to do to grow in my relationship with God? And Dallas paused and said, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And I don't know about you, CA students in 6, 7, 8, but the pace at which we live our lives sometimes, the pace at which sometimes I live my life, our culture tells us to live our life, can leave me feeling scattered, hurried, reactive, exhausted. And we took some time looking at the problem that hurry is in our society and in our own hearts and lives. Levi talked about that some. And we talked about the solution is a life deeply connected to Jesus, deeply connected to God, deeply connected to others, deeply connected to our own souls. It's the way of Jesus. And the way of Jesus may confront our culture and say, slow down a little bit. So we've been talking about the ruthless elimination of her. We've been looking at some of the practices of Jesus. Noel talked about Sabbath last week. How many of you guys had an awesome Sabbath this past maybe weekend? I know I did. I had cinnamon rolls as the start of my breakfast. I had some eggs and avocados and salsa, and it was amazing and just thankful for Sabbath. And now I want to talk about another spiritual discipline, the spiritual discipline of slowing I didn't know that. That was very high. What? <laughs> the spiritual discipline of slowing. When did slowing become a value? What are some of the things you think of when you think of slow? Our world does not value slow very much. I think of a snail. Yeah. I think of a friendly sloth. Yeah. I also think of my car, a blue 2011 Honda Fit. Very slow. Our world, does not, our world does not value slowness that much. Can you imagine a new internet ad campaign? Snail, slow internet. And nobody really gets super excited about slow food. People are longing for fast food, right? Or how about a New York Times bestseller? The Secret Unveiled. Single tasking, right? It's like all about multitasking, though that's a total myth. No, our world doesn't really love and sell slow, but there's something to slowing down that can be so healing and healthy to our life with God. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about the spiritual discipline of slowing. Will you pray with me first? Jesus, I love you, God, and I'm thankful for how much you love every single person that's listening to my voice right now. I pray that they would know that deeply, even right now. Would you speak to us in this message? Speak to us from your word. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. What's a definition of the spiritual 
uh, discipline of slowing. Are you ready? It'll be on the screen. It's cultivating, which is growing or creating, cultivating patience, depth, and peace by deliberately choosing to place ourselves in positions where we simply have to wait. Why would we do that? Here's a point I want you to remember. This is a point should be on the screen. It says this. The first step to connection is the giving of attention. The first step of connection is the giving of attention. And it's hard to give our attention to God. It's hard to connect with him when we don't ever give him our attention and we're moving so fast. I love Psalm 1, one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It says this, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. CA students in 678, we can't learn to meditate on God and delight in him and love him if we never give him attention, if we don't slow down enough to give him attention. And I want to make sure you know, I don't think fast is always bad. I was very proud of being the fastest kid until I was in fifth grade and my friend Clark beat me in a race in front of all my friends. I was very sad. I like fast. Amazon Prime, it's a blessing. But if we live our entire lives fast and on the surface, we're going to live shallow lives and not go deep in our relationship with God and others. I love this idea. See students in 6, 7, 8. The way you spend your time is the way you spend your life. The way you spend your time is the way you spend your life. What you give your time to is what you give your life to. Our time is our life. And ready for this? Our attention is the doorway to our hearts. Whoa! Get a hold of that. Write that one down. Think about that. Our time is our life and our attention is the doorway to our hearts. I know so many of us would say, I want Jesus to have my heart. I want that. We got to start by giving him some attention because our attention is the doorway to our hearts. CA students in 6, 7, 8, I want to ask you, what, what are you giving your attention to the most these days? What, what, what is consuming your mind? What is... What are you giving your attention to the most in your life? Here's a principle for you. Slow down your body. Slow down your life. I can see somebody say, do that again, Jay. <laughs> slow down your body. Slow down your life. See, in the Bible, see students in 6, 7, 8, we're not just like, like the inner part of us is what matters most and it doesn't matter what we do with our bodies. Like, we are a whole person. We are a soul, our mind, our body, our heart, our will. We are a whole person, a soul. And what we do with our bodies and how fast we're moving and stuff, it has an impact 
on our souls. If we can learn to slow down the way we think, learn to slow down the way we move through life, maybe we can slow down enough to give our attention to God and he could get our hearts. How are we going to do this? How are we going to actually slow down? One way we can make it fun is by turning it all into a game. How many of you guys like games? I bet a lot of you do. How many of you like, like sports games versus board games? Both are awesome. I tend to be a sports game kind of person, but I'm starting to really like board games too. Type in the chat, what's your favorite sport? What's your favorite board game? And then come back and, and pay attention to me as well. But we can make it a game. We could, we, we could gamify this idea. There's this new idea of gamifying things. So you make it a game. One time I gamified something that I wanted to improve in. I was on a men's retreat with CA and I made it a game for myself to learn every single person's name. There were 360 guys. I totally didn't win the game, but I got close. I would go up and I would meet somebody and I'd write their name down. And it was like a game for me. It was super fun. Instead of seeing it as like, oh, I have to do this. It was like really fun for me to do it. Let's gamify slowing down to give God our attention. I'm going to give some, a bunch of practical like ways that you could have fun slowing down and giving your attention to God. I'm going to give you 20 ideas. And some of these have to do with a phone. And so I know not all of you guys have phones, but a lot of us have devices. You could think of your device. You could even think of maybe video games. But I want to encourage you, besides a few of these that are actually the law, you'll see some of them have to do with driving, which I want all of you to do. Besides those, I want you to pick at least one of these slowing down games to put into practice. Why? For the purpose of slowing down, to give our attention to God ultimately, to give our hearts to God, that we would then love him and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Are you ready? The first four have to do with driving. So stick with me even if you don't drive yet and understand the heart behind them. Number one, drive the speed limit. Drive the speed limit. Yes, this is the law, but trust me, I know we're tempted to go faster than the speed limit. Guys, I started really intentionally driving the speed limit and it was such a gift to me. Like literally like, oh, freeway, it's 65. I'm going to drive 65 and I like driving so much more. And it was, it was this time where I could be like, oh, I don't have to just be stressed out and going so fast. I can be slower and I can give some attention to God. The second one is like it. You could actually get in the slow lane. What? Yeah, you could get in the slow lane again and not feel like your life is dependent on getting everywhere as fast as possible. Instead, you could just enjoy and be a human being and be loved by God and be behind that slow car in front of you. Number three, another one that's actually a law is come to a full stop at stop signs. Come to a full stop at stop signs. Another one that's actually the law, so do this, but also you can turn it into a game where every time you do it, you say, oh yeah, I'm doing this intentionally because I want to honor God and I want to give God my attention. You can make it a game. Stop all the way at those stop signs. Here's a really important one that is a definite, and I want to call you to this. Don't text and drive. Don't text and drive. That is so dangerous, and it's a 
It's, a, it's something that really shows our addiction to speed and hurry that we would put lives at risk, our own lives and other people's lives at risk to text and drive. Don't do that. And that's what I have to say about that. Don't text and drive. <laughs> Number five, show up 10 minutes early places and don't go on your phone or your device. Whoa, that's such a crazy concept. Guys, we've forgotten how to get bored in this time when entertainment is so easily accessible. What if we got a holy boredom going on where when we got bored, instead of just instantly going to our phone or something like that, we decided to pray and think about something that helps us grow in our relationship with God. Number five, show up 10 minutes early places and don't go on your phone. Number six, get in the longest checkout line at the store and don't go on your phone or on your device. And just be and talk to God. Give him your attention. Get in the longest checkout line at the store. Number seven, are you ready? We're getting into the big leagues here. Turn your smartphone into a dumb phone. What does that mean? Take off the internet, social media, games, and use that time that you would be just like constantly checking your phone with for all those reasons to just be attentive to God. This could be a good reason for so many reasons. This could help with purity and not, you know, being tempted to look at things we know we shouldn't look into. God is so good. And this is, this is an intense one, but this one is totally one we can do. It can help us give our attention to God. Number eight, kind of similar, you could get a flip phone, which is like automatically a dumb phone. And then you don't even have the option to be on stuff that so easily wastes time or distorts our souls. Number nine, I like this one. Parent your phone. Put it to bed before you and make it sleep in. This might mean that you actually have to get another way to have an alarm clock, like an actual old-fashioned alarm clock. But this can be such a blessing. It's, it, it, it's kind of... There's something about not sleeping with your phone like right next to you or your device right next to you. And when you wake up, not just going right to your phone. Like, you know, isn't it just logical? Like, instead of just checking instantly what the world wants to say to us right when we wake up, we start our day with the loving, gracious creator of the universe, creator of my soul, what he wants to say to me (laughs) in the day. So literally, parents, your phone, put it to bed before you. Bye-bye, phone. Good night. (laughs) And then when you get up, have a quiet time. Spend time before you go and wake up your phone. That kind of leads to this next one. Ten, keep your phone off until after your quiet time. That might help some of us actually have that quiet time in the morning if you're saying to yourself, hey, I'm not going to look at my phone until after I've had a quiet time. Number 11, this is awesome. Turn off notifications on your device and on your phone. Then you're choosing when you're going to interact with your phone instead of your phone choosing when it's going to interact with you, right? Except for calls. Make sure people can get a hold of you if there's an emergency. Twelve, this is awesome too. Set a time and a time limit for social media or just get off it. Set a time or a time limit for social media or just get off it. If you set an actual time in the day when you actually are going to you know, go on social media or something like that, as opposed to just checking it whenever you want, you're going to find just your life feels more ordered. And I I really think you're going to feel happier with your life. This could be huge. Instead of just checking when you're bored, have that specific time frame. I'm going to do this from 3.20 to 3.30. You know, I don't know. 
All right, here we go. We're going big leagues again. Number 13, kill your TV or your streaming service. Kill your TV or your streaming service. The average American, y'all, watches five hours of TV or streaming a day. Netflix reports average users watching a series in five days with millions binge-watching 12-hour seasons in a day. When asked about competition, the CEO of Netflix shrugged and said that sleep is their biggest competition. And six, seven, eight, and CA students, it's really not just about not wasting time. It's also that there's so much in entertainment and, you know, on streaming services that just are not good for our souls. And we can just watch things that really are distorting to so much. You know, if we, it's like the old adage, you know, the old saying, like garbage in, garbage out, right? What we give our attention to, it's the person that we become, right? So if we're giving our attention to evil and just crazy violence and crazy language and just, you know, evil when it comes to sexuality and all these different things, it's going to have this impact on our souls. Hollywood has been on the front lines of the enemy's quest and desire to degrade sexuality and marriage and to desensitize our society from sin. Why make it easy for him? We could just get rid of those things or set really healthy limits and balances on it. All right, let's get back to our New York Times bestseller. Number 14, single task. Multitasking really is a myth. It's really this attempt to try to be more than we can be. Only God is omnipresent. Only he can truly multitask. Let's get back to single tasking. Number 15, walk slower. When I asked a student, what's a good idea for going, you know, students going slower? He said, just go on a walk or something without your phone. And I would say, try even walking slower than you typically do. Don't feel like you have to get somewhere so fast, but just slow down, breathe, come back to the moment. Remember that you're loved by God. Number 16, you could take up journaling. Journaling slows you down, and it's just a great way you could be with God and just share what's going on in your heart with him. 17, you could take up cooking. Even if it's just microwaving a hot pocket, and while it's in the microwave, you don't go on your phone or your device, and you just be present with God. Sometimes cooking takes a while, and it can be a way to be present with God. Number 18, cut something out of your schedule. I I talk to some of us, and, and it's like, I'm in 15 APs, and I'm in this club sport, and I'm in this club, and I'm in this school sport, and I just, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, and, and sometimes I hear that, and it's like, I have no time for God, and I'm like, oh man, there, you have such a full schedule, and I just wonder, could it be worth cutting something out so that you could grow in your relationship with God and give God more of your attention. Number 19, compare your media intake with your spiritual intake. Think about it in this past week. How much time was receiving from God intentionally, whether, you know, at church or in a quiet time or in prayer or serving someone in some way with God versus, you know, media intake? And if it's like, wow, I did nothing with God and I did, you know, 25 hours of Netflix, it's not meant to be this like condemnation trip, but it's just like, oh man, maybe I could even that out some because 
you remember what you ultimately want. You ultimately want a thriving, deep relationship with God, with others, even with your own soul. 20, wait two seconds to respond. When you're in conversation with somebody, invite God into that. Be aware of his presence. And then before you just say what comes to your mind, wait two seconds. You'll be surprised at how often people actually continue to talking and you have this opportunity to listen well. Wait two seconds to respond or to type in the chat. (laughs) CA students, six, seven, eight. I hope that you hear in all these things, not me wanting to condemn you or make you feel like you're a bad person or something like that. Jesus came to save the world, not to condemn the world. But in his saving, he confronted ways of life that don't lead to life. And as a pastor, as a shepherd of the flock, it's part of my role to confront ways of living that are hindrances to God. And I believe that this lifestyle of nonstop hurry and consuming content that is not uh, helpful to our souls is one of the enemies of our spiritual life. And so I want to encourage you, CA students, 6, 7, 8, as we get ready to go into worship, I hope that you hear in all of this some fun opportunities to slow down and give your attention to God. And I hope you hear God loving you so much and wanting to have your heart. He wants your heart. And I want to encourage you to give your heart to him. Let's worship.